0: Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we're delving into Being You by Anil Seth. This thought provoking book embarks on a journey to unravel one of the greatest puzzles known to humankind consciousness. Seth, a distinguished professor of cognitive and computational neuroscience, weaves together insights from science and philosophy to propose a compelling new theory that consciousness is not as elusive as it may appear. It is, instead, intricately connected to our living, breathing bodies. Being You is a deeply engaging read for anyone fascinated by the enigmas of the mind, from science buffs eager to explore the latest theories on consciousness to individuals who pursue philosophical musings. Additionally, it holds great appeal for those with an interest in the developments, and ethical considerations surrounding artificial intelligence. With Anil Seth's expertise as both an author and the co-director of the Sackler Center for Consciousness Science at the University of Sussex, readers are in capable hands as they journey through the complexities of what it means to be you. Join us as we summarize the key concepts and groundbreaking ideas explored in this remarkable exploration of selfhood and consciousness. Being you. A new science of consciousness. Introduction. Discover the enigma of being yourself through the lenses of science and philosophy. Have you ever pondered the enigma of your own consciousness? Envision for a moment that you're presented with a futuristic opportunity to swap out your biological brain for a flawlessly engineered mechanical one. Everything from your deepest thoughts to your wildest dreams would remain intact, Even your personality would be just as you know it, and, as an added bonus, you would gain immortality. But is there a catch? Could this scientific wonder truly encapsulate the essence of you? This exploration we're embarking upon taps into the depths of neuroscience, psychology, and the timeless dance of philosophy to unravel the threads of what it truly means to be conscious, to be you. We venture forth with a daring hypothesis. Not only does consciousness remain one of science's greatest puzzles, but the very experiences we take for granted as reality are, in fact, akin to hallucinations meticulously crafted by our minds. By venturing into this narrative, you will encounter breakthroughs in how consciousness is gauged within the scientific realm. You will be confronted with the staggering notion that everything you perceive is but a construct of your brain and you'll even stumble upon a curious historic anecdote where farm animals were the unlikely defendants in medieval courtrooms. As we dwell deeper into the fascinating intricacies of human consciousness, let's open our minds to the staggering implications of how genetics, environment, and our very perception shape the mosaic of our individual existence. Prepare to challenge what you believe, rethink how you perceive, And redefine what it means to be irrepressibly, undeniably, you. Part 1 Unlocking the Puzzle of Conscious Experience Without Solving the Hard Problem Envision the world from a bat's perspective. What does it experience as it flutters through the night? This question fueled philosopher Thomas Nagel's inquiry in 1974, emphasizing the profound mystery of subjective experience, or consciousness. Decades ago, the conundrum wasn't taken as seriously as it is today. Many conflated consciousness with intelligence or language, attributing it uniquely to humans. Now it's widely recognized as a fundamental quality of life itself, shared across a spectrum of beings, each with its own subjective essence. Facing such an elusive quarry, consciousness, we grapple with what's known as the hard problem, the question of why consciousness exists at all. Clashing against science's empirical walls. The hard problem seems insurmountable as it digs for the reason subjective experience accompanies physical processes in our brains. It provokes us to imagine an automaton twin, indistinguishable from us in every way, yet devoid of internal life, a zombie. Despite appearances, consciousness isn't some mystical concoction sprinkled indiscriminately among living creatures. There's hope in research because while science may not be able to crack the hard problem in one fell swoop, it can chip away at it by dissecting its components, attacking the real problems as chunks of a larger intangible whole. Take vitalism, for example, the archaic belief in a life force exclusive to living entities. As rigorous biological scrutiny dismantled vitalism, unwrapping life into various gradations of biological processes, We gleaned that life isn't a binary trait but a scale of complexity. Similarly, we might not solve the hard problem of consciousness in totality, but we can work towards unraveling its individual elements piece by piece, inching closer to understanding. This approach is like decoding the nuances of redness within our visual experience. How does the brain's interplay lead to the perception of varying shades? The more we decipher the correlations between brain patterns and conscious experiences, the more we demystify consciousness. It's not about discovering an ethereal secret sauce, but about patiently piecing together the puzzle's parts. Through this methodical deconstruction, each new insight brings us closer to facing the once impenetrable veil of consciousness with newfound clarity and comprehension. Part 2 exploring the diverse landscape of consciousness and the advent of its measurement. Consider consciousness as a spectrum rather than a singular feature, a layered construct of biological processes that diversify the experience of being. To delve into this intricate world of consciousness, let's navigate through the multiple levels of awareness, the contents filling these levels, and the profound realization of our self-awareness. Beginning with the levels of consciousness, it's an intuitive notion to believe that living beings harbor varying degrees of awareness. A dog might seem more acutely conscious than a fruit fly, while psychedelic experiences hint at states beyond our everyday waking consciousness. And then, there are the fluctuations we encounter within ourselves, the transitions from wakefulness to sleep, and even into the altered states of a coma. The question that emerges is can we quantify consciousness? There's a growing consensus among scientists that indeed we can and we are inching closer to doing so with precision. The primary takeaway here is varying levels of consciousness can be distinguished and scientists are honing tools to measure them with accuracy. One tool currently used is the bispectral index monitor, a device often employed during surgeries. It amalgamates several brain scan metrics into a single index aiding anesthetists in maintaining the patient's unconscious state. Despite its usefulness, the bispectral index sometimes falters, with significant signs of consciousness like eye-opening or memory recall during surgery slipping by undetected. Enter the revolutionary approach spearheaded by the Italian neuroscientist Marcello Massimini, the Perturbational Complexity Index, or PCI. This innovative protocol involves a magnetic trigger targeting a specific brain area, followed by tracking how the resulting signal propagates through the brain's network. Rather than fading rapidly as it would under anesthesia, generating a low PCI, a conscious brain exhibits a lively extensive echo, registering a higher PCI. This index proves to be more consistent than the bispectral index, correlating closely with brain states during REM sleep, complete with vivid dreams and our waking hours. Consciousness meters like PCI are opening new horizons in medical diagnostics. Their potential lies in identifying cases like locked-in syndrome, where patients are trapped within immobile bodies, yet their consciousness remains fully intact. As we march forward, these evolving measures are not just benchmarks of brain activity, but beacons guiding us deeper into the human experience, demystifying the expanse of consciousness that lies within us all. Part three, integrated information theory, a unifying view on the nature of consciousness. So far, we've recognized that consciousness flows through various levels and distinctly to different degrees within us. Yet, the core of what consciousness actually is eludes us. Amidst the spectrum of scientific propositions, a standout theory called integrated information theory or IIT, has emerged from the minds of scientists Giulio Tononi and Gerald Edelman. IIT ventures to explain that the essence of conscious experience is a dual phenomenon. It is both distinctive and unified. Each moment we experience is a never repeated ensemble, rich in detail and singular in nature. Visualize witnessing a red bird. This instance is a fresh imprint on the tapestry of your experiences one that differs from all past bird-watching encounters. Simultaneously, our experiences are synthesized wholes. The bird does not split into disjointed experiences of color and shape. Instead, we encounter an undivided perception of a red-winged creature. Here is the heart of the matter. Eight makes the compelling case that consciousness is essentially integrated information. The underpinning of IIT is the idea that consciousness equates to information that is not just amassed but synthesized in a coherent unity. Our brains, thus, are not mere processes of input, but integrators welding order with a myriad of signals. To quantify consciousness, IIT deploys a metric known as phi, a measure of a system's capacity for integrating information. This suggests that a system's state of consciousness Is reflected in how much new information it generates, above and beyond its individual components. It's the intricate interplay, and not just the sum of parts, that give rise to consciousness. For instance, consider a murmuration of starlings, where each bird is an autonomous unit, yet the flock moves with a seemingly collective consciousness. The greater the surplus information generated by the whole, the loftier the phi value, signifying deeper consciousness within the system. With its dense net of interconnected neurons, the human brain would presumably rank quite high in phi. Yet, herein lies the paradox. Measuring phi is a task of immense complexity. To gauge the brain's information generation, one must comprehend every conceivable manner in which it can operate. Currently, we are limited to observing its outputs without full insight into its potential array of actions. While phi remains elusive as a measurable construct, The Phi metric stands as a philosophically entrancing portrait of consciousness. It's not a solution, but it paints a rich and stimulating vision of the deep mystery at play. Part four, reality or illusion. Our brains may be painting a controlled hallucinatory picture of the world. Prepare for a paradigm shift. Your everyday experience might be more akin to a hallucination than you ever imagined. As we probe into the contents of consciousness, it becomes clear that our perceived reality is but the brain's interpretation, its calculated guesswork of the external world. Our senses, the channels through which we encounter our universe, are not raw windows into the external realm. They function more like translators, attempting to decipher signals that our sense organs relay. Given this, the core contention emerges the contents of our consciousness amount to nothing more than our brain's regulated hallucinations. Historically, it was assumed that sensory data flooded in from our surroundings, and the brain then strived to piece it together into a coherent picture. Yet, what if the brain operates in the opposite way? In the 1800s, Hermann von Helmholtz, a German scientist, laid the foundations for an inverse view, Perception is not purely receptive, but is an inferential process. The brain, drawing on a reservoir of past experiences, formulates guesses about our environment and uses sensory input to refine these predictions. Thus, we perceive not from the outside in, but rather from the inside out. This inferential model lightens the mystique of consciousness, likening it to a form of hallucination, thankfully, a controlled one. Our brains are in the business of generating hypotheses, with sensory data serving to audit and amend those preconceptions. True hallucinations occur when these mental preconceptions break free from the ballast of sensory data, allowing internal predictions to shape our reality unchecked. It invites us to ponder. What we perceive as reality could be merely a collective hallucination, a shared dream corroborated by common consent. While the physical world stands independent, sporting basic qualities like shape and motion, the secondary traits, hues, flavours, scents, are beholden to our brain's orchestration. In essence, while the stage of existence is indisputably tangible, the production, the subjective experience of our world, is a collaborative creation of our minds. Part 5. The Brain. A Master of Prediction shaped by belief and experience. The spectacle of the world before our eyes is more than a passive experience. It's the result of our brain's meticulous predictions. But what is the process behind these predictions? Mathematics, specifically a logic laid out in the 1700s by Thomas Bayes, holds an insightful clue. Bayesian inference, or reasoning, hinges on probabilities, helping us hunt for the most probable explanation behind any given observation. Let's consider you peer out your window to a damp lawn. Did nocturnal showers bless your garden, or did the sprinklers run amuck? Bayesian logic would tackle this by weighing the likelihood of each scenario against your previous knowledge. Do you reside in a region prone to rain or aridity? Are you known to be absent-minded with the sprinklers? Consulting Bayes the explanation with the greatest overall probability for your situation claims the spotlight. Our brains are not dissimilar to this method. They are Bayesian prediction machines, artfully utilizing beliefs to craft the best guesses about the world around us. Bayesian theory is a cornerstone of decision-making, from the realms of medicine to military intelligence, prized for its capacity to evaluate complex situations thoughtfully Just as our minds incessantly hypothesize about our environment, they employ Bayesian reasoning to sculpt these speculations. These are anchored in a priori beliefs, be they the observable traits of a pet or the implicit assumption that light cascades from above. This concept, the impact of belief on perception, is not novel. Ernst Gombrich, an art historian from the early 20th century, introduced the idea of the beholder's share. Underscoring the observer's role in art interpretation. Gombrich contested the notion of an innocent eye, arguing that perception is invariably filtered through the lens of pre existing beliefs and concepts. Modern science vindicates Gombrich's stance. Take, for instance, the work of researcher Anil Seth. His experiments reveal that expectation accelerates perception. When participants are primed to anticipate a house's image, they recognize it faster than a face and vice versa. This interplay of expectation and perception elucidates the Bayesian brain's mechanics, a predictive engine shaping our reality by continuously cross-referencing our past experiences with the present sensory cues, a waltz where belief leads the steps, and perception follows in tune. Part 6. Deconstructing the illusion of self through a symphony of neural processes. Peering inward to the essence of our being, what is it that forges the richness of our self-awareness? The common thread? Each feeling of selfhood is intricately woven from a tapestry of mental projections, controlled hallucinations of the brain, working harmoniously to produce our unique sense of identity. Our embodied self is anchored in the physical. We perceive our bodies as our own. The perspectival self is our unique vantage point, the cornerstone of every personal reality. Our volitional selfhood embraces the conviction in our free will, lending us agency over our actions. The narrative self is our intimate memoir, the ongoing storyline etched by life's events, while the social self tunes into the perceived narrative of others. Capturing the essence Your sense of self is the intricate creation of numerous collaborative hallucinations. Although our brains entwine these facets into a seamless sense of I, this unity does not support the existence of an ethereal soul. Rather, our supposed continuous self can fragment or malfunction evidence of its construct nature. Take alien hand syndrome, for example. This condition cleaves apart embodied and volitional selfhood leaving affected individuals perplexed by their own hands' actions. Elsewhere, out-of-body experiences brought on by anesthesia, seizures, or drugs can disrupt our perspectival self, momentarily extracting us from our natural viewpoint. With advancements such as virtual reality, the boundaries of selfhood are further blurred. Barcelona's Be Other Lab experiments demonstrate how rapidly we can adopt another's physical self, blurring the lines of body ownership, and in cases where brain hemispheres are surgically separated, some patients manifest dual personalities, each hemisphere cultivating its distinct sense of self. These phenomena uncover a startling truth. Our stable sense of self is merely the calm surface belying the roiling complexity beneath, a concoction of beliefs, memories, and the brain's interpretative prowess our constructed sense of a unified you isn't a mere cognitive indulgence. It's a vital evolutionary tool. By maintaining a coherent identity, the brain navigates the world with a consistent strategy, enhancing our ability to survive and thrive in the ever-shifting tapestry of human existence. Part 7. Embracing Consciousness as a Biological Imperative for Survival Passed down through centuries of philosophical debate, consciousness has often been enshrouded in mystery, sometimes even assigned divine origins. Yet, René Descartes perhaps wasn't too far off in his beast-machine analogy. Where he postulated souls as the seat of human consciousness, we now look towards the intricate workings of our biological machinery. Consciousness is not an outsider to our physiological realm. It is deeply rooted within the very fabric of our animal selves. Our conscious experiences are interwoven with our living organic processes. They are part and parcel of the physiological symphony that constitutes life. The essence of the matter is that consciousness arises as a natural outcome of our animal bodies. To grasp how consciousness benefits survival, let's journey back to the once burgeoning study of cybernetics, an interdisciplinary field from the 1970s that bridged the gap between animal and machine in terms of control and communication. Groundbreakers, like William Ross Ashby and Roger Conant, introduced us to the notion of control-oriented perception, postulating that animals engage in this perception to regulate vital bodily functions, temperature, oxygen levels, keeping them within survivable bounds. Animals, including humans, are in a perpetual struggle against the second law of thermodynamics. To navigate and forestall decay, the natural drift towards disorder, we construct models of our environment that allow us to predict and shape outcomes, reducing entropy in the ongoing battle for life. Our brains fabricate controlled and controlling hallucinations. The sensation of volitional agency is no stranger to this principle. It proffers a sense of possible alternative actions, heightening our capacity for reflection and adaptation. The experience of free will, then, may be just one more sophisticated biofeedback loop, another controlled, controlling hallucination designed to hone our survival instincts. Shifting our focus beyond humanity, we must ponder the conscious experiences of other living creatures. Part 8, The Continuum of Consciousness, From Pigs in Court to Self-Reflecting Elephants. In historical times, animals held in human courts might seem like an absurd anecdote to us now. Pigs tried for mischief, or allegedly being complicit in crimes. This seemingly bizarre practice highlights a shift in our understanding of animal consciousness. René Descartes might have labelled them mere automatons, but contemporary views suggest even our fellow creatures experience a form of consciousness. The crux of the matter is this. All living beings possess consciousness to a varying extent, and this consciousness is likely tied to biological processes. The mirror test has served as a traditional barometer for self-awareness, a simple mark on the body and a mirror to reflect the image. A past typically means an acknowledgement of the self. Young children and a select group of animals, including some great apes, dolphins, and a single elephant, understand the concept, while dogs and monkeys seem baffled. However, this test isn't without its flaws. The lack of recognition in the mirror does not necessarily equate to a lack of consciousness. Many animals, beyond our parallels, exhibit hallmarks of consciousness. Their brain activity during sleep and wakefulness resonates with ours. But consciousness isn't a human-centric phenomenon. It's broader and more enigmatic. Take the octopus, for example. An animal celebrated for its intelligence, yet distinctly different in its neurological makeup. Their nervous systems are decentralized, with their tentacles enjoying a certain autonomy. Nonetheless, no octopus has aced the mirror test. This suggests that consciousness manifests in multifaceted forms across species, transcending our individual neural architectures. As for artificial consciousness, Enthusiasts of AI, science fiction, and future studies assert that it's a frontier poised for breakthrough. Yet, if human consciousness is indeed the aggregate of our brain's intricate hallucinations about ourselves, our bodies, and the world around us, it's challenging to envisage how a machine could replicate these nuances. Our consciousness isn't just an abstract process. It's the cumulative effect of our living cellular existence. Every part of our being contributes to the sense of self that we carry, a dance between the biological and the existential, and one that may not easily translate to the realm of circuitry and code. Final summary. The enigma of consciousness, with its intricate layers and profound depths, has long captivated human thought. Yet, as we explore this bewildering terrain, We've come to understand that consciousness isn't a mystical attribute or a divine spark bestowed upon humanity. It is, instead, an innate aspect of our animal biology, a symphony orchestrated by our brains as they interpret and interact with the world. This journey into the essence of being reveals that what we perceive is essentially a patchwork of controlled hallucinations. Our brains, these extraordinary prediction machines, spin webs of reality from the threads of external cues, balancing these with the rich tapestry of memories and learned beliefs. At the core, consciousness is our brain's narrative of what occurs around us, within our bodies, and of the self that navigates through it all. As the march of science presses onward, dissecting the fabric of conscious thought and experience into comprehensible elements, the once impenetrable fog of mystery begins to dissipate. What was previously attributed to metaphysics is now seen as an outcome of biological evolution, a tool honed for survival. Each advance in understanding enriches our knowledge, knitting together the vast, complex puzzle that is consciousness, elucidating its role as an essential, natural dimension of our living, breathing existence.